When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
welcome to an all new So Bad It's Good um, on the road edition. Uh, sorry if that mic is. Whoo, you guys, <laughs> you guys, welcome to the show. Welcome to an all new episode. We're going to be doing a Real Housewives of Orange County recap from last week's episode. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, tonight is the new episode. So this should get you in the mood, if it as it were. Um, listen, I'm in New York City right now, and I would love. I just posted a uh, thing in my Instagram story showing you the setup. I have the jankiest setup. I didn't bring any kind of ring light. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm so sorry you cannot really tell how beautiful my eyes are. I have like a lamp in fr- behind the computer to shine light on my face just so you can actually see an image because it would just be me in darkness. Which would actually kind of be a very romantic way in in uh, in terms of recapping any kind of housewives episode, just sitting around a campfire swapping stories about the housewives. That's how they did it in the olden days. Um, how are you? Are you good? Listen, I talked to you last on Monday for the pop culture roundup with Lex Nico. If also you're a Patreon member, hello, baddies. I did a two-hour episode answering all of your questions and talking about a lot of pop culture stuff there as well. Um, I was very <laughs> disorganized. I, you know, I I did this thing on Monday. I had to take all of these photos, and you guys, I was so nervous about it. And it is so humid in New York, and you know your boy. He's a sweater, and I, you know, like literally just a sweater. At one point, I asked the people that I was working with yesterday, if they had flood insurance, because I just thought I was going to drown everybody out. It is so, I I just can't imagine these women that I was working with yesterday, just watching just the the amount of sweat coming out of me. They must've gone home and told their families like, Mike. <laughs> and then somebody tells me there was like these amazing, uh, I had a, an amazing makeup uh, a lady and a hair lady um, that worked with me yesterday. And they told me you can get Botox to stop your sweating. And I'm like, would I have to get Botox in my entire body? Because that is, I sweat in my, my entire body just feels like it's one big pour. How you doing folks? Is this, is this fun to listen to so far? Talking about me and my, my sweat glands? That's how we do it here. It's so bad. It's good. Um, (laughs) So anyways, I'm going to stay in New York now a couple of days, and I'm really excited. Uh, I'm going to go to the Real Housewives of New York premiere, or I think it's like a screening maybe, and then we get to meet the housewives. Uh, I got invited. I didn't think I was going to go, and then uh, also I was nervous, and then Sandra and Medica were like, you know, go. And and, um, so I'm going to go. I hope that – but then that's the other thing is, guys – what the hell do I wear to that? That like because in Los Angeles, here's the deal: the humidity is fine. It's it's totally doable, and that way, like I I can hide my sweat. And then when I was in New York last time for BravoCon, it was winter, so that helped me with the whole sweat. Even though, for people that met me at BravoCon in the actual Javits Center, you will remember I was sweating as well. And and actually, if you want to refer to an image. You can go back to the first time I met Sutton Sutton Strack from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and you can see my eyes are closed, and I'm just soaked. I'm just soaked, which is, that's like, no matter how good things get for this show or for me, I will always be relatable because I'm bad news bears. I Charlie Brown it. I get too nervous. I sweat. And then people are legitimately scared of me. Like, I think Sutton was legitimately scared. He's like, oh, I'll take a picture real quick. But, gee, I'm scared of catching something from your sweat cooties, I'll say, I'll say. No, she didn't even talk to me. She was just like, let's go. Let's go. 
Uh, so yeah, I'm going to that, but I don't even know what to wear now. And my like my go to is always just the layers. Just layer it up, baby. Like jackets, sweater vests, any you know, just everything. Need you know, I need as many layers as possible. And when it's 90 degrees in New York and humid, I can't layer up. I mean, I, it, it, it would just not work on so many levels. So I don't know. And this is what I was talking. I think I said this on the Patreon. This is where it's like Harry Styles had the right move when he started wearing like dresses and stuff. And I know, you know, it, there might be symbolism in there and he's like making a statement. But at the same time, I just want to wear dresses because there's so much more airflow and I think I could, I think I could make it work. I think I could rock it. I mean, if we maybe potentially do a so bad, it's good dress. Like I just want to do it for the airflow alone. And I know I'll be nervous. So I, I just, I already like, this is potentially another Titanic waiting to happen. This is going, this is potentially an iceberg right ahead all over Ryan's body. So, of course, I will keep you updated on all of that once it happens. Uh, I think I'm going to go see a, a Broadway show. Um, and, and you guys know, you can tell, I'm a theater geek. And I have not seen a Broadway show in forever. So, I'm really excited about that. And it is just, um, you know, New York, there's just this whole... It's like the best people watching. It's the best. I, I just, I, I've walked so much. Uh, I've been trying to keep up my walking and, uh, you know, by the way, get those toxins out. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm really, I feel very blessed. Uh, yesterday went really well. I can't wait to share more of that with you guys when I can. But uh, I don't think I looked half bad. And that was awesome. And so many cool things are happening. Um, and, uh, you know, the only, I'm kind of bummed BravoCon is not in New York this past year. Uh, me and Meditza had such a good time. And it's going to be in Vegas. And I think tickets go on sale this week. So I'll let you guys know as when, as soon as I find out all that information. But uh, Team So Bad It's Good will be at BravoCon this year. Uh, I know me and Meditza already have a place to stay. We don't have tickets or anything yet. But, you know, gosh, I, they'll, they'll, we'll definitely do some sort of meetup. So that's really something I'm so looking forward to. Now, there is so much stuff to talk about. We're going to do an OC recap. But let me just tell you a couple of stories right off the top, even though I, this is not going to be a pop culture roundup like I, I want it to be. And also, I've got a little bit of a time crunch because I'm trying to do all of these things. So these shows this week, I think they're, I think, listen, I don't know what they'll be like. I hope they're good, but thank you for supporting regardless. We're not going to do a guest heavy week that will start back up next week. So it's just going to be me and you this week, you guys. I hope that's okay. We'll be covering Welcome to Crappy Lake tomorrow. I'll be doing the recaps of those first two episodes, and uh, I'm really excited to talk about that. Did you guys watch it? It is so fun-loving, and I think it is the perfect... Like, we were talking about Real Housewives of Orange County in the sense that after Scandaval, and now, I guess, after uh, whatever we're calling Scandaval Part 2, Mauricio and Kyle, which we'll talk about in a second, it's... You know, I said OC is kind of this light back to basics, kind of just, you know, these women are kind of fighting over bullshit, and I think that is... Okay, that's fine. Of course you can fight over bullshit. That's what housewives were founded on in some ways. But even Welcome to Crappy Lake takes it a step further. And people keep comparing it to a, The Simple Life with Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton, which is an obvious comparison. But I think it stands on its own two feet. I, I don't want to ever say that and say, like, take anything away from how good Welcome to Crappy Lake is. I've seen the first three episodes, and I just think they're they're great. They're just really what 
I think it's a perfect summer watch, and I hope everybody can get on board. Also, Real Housewives of New York will be premiering this Sunday, so set your DVRs. We need to support these shows. I know some people are on the fence about Roni, but remember, like we, you know, I think in this day and age, because we get so much information thrown at us 24-7, it used to be just political news, but now it's all news. Pop culture uh, definitely at the forefront of a lot of that is that we do have to give a chance to things. We can't just completely shit on things immediately, even though I love to do that sometimes, but I even have to check myself and go, yo, maybe this is going to turn out to be amazing because how many times have you been wrong? How many times I know personally I've been wrong a lot when I was like, well, that's going to suck. And then it turns out not to suck. And you always want to go in with a, you can be skeptical, but always try to go in with just this hair of positivity. Potentially you can be a glass half empty in your own personal life, but in terms of pop culture, let's also try to be a a glass, you know, maybe a glass half full, maybe, And also, by the way, when I was saying that, my thought was, oh, I hate when people tell me what to do. I hate when people tell, like, and that's me right here. (laughs) That's me right here going, hey, guys, this is what you need to do. Listen, do whatever you want. This is what I'm going to try to do. If you want to join me, join me. If not, you know, you don't need another person telling you what to do. Um, Okay, so Mauricio and Kyle. We speculated about this last week and this week. And will they have cameras up um, covering... Whatever is going on in Mauricio and Kyle's world, their separation, and the answer now is yes. Evolution Media is picking cameras back up to film. Um, Like, I thought we were going to get some grainy iPhone footage from all of the ladies, so I bet we will get reactions from the ladies, which, by the way, my money, my my one that I need the most is Dorit and PK. Oh, it's very sad. Mo's my man. Mo is my main man. And, oh, he's the guy. I've got to, I've got to comfort him. Me. Me and Mo on the town. And then Dorit, like, Oh, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. I can't believe it. Kyle and Mauricio, no longer. Please let people know that I have nothing to do with it. I am not the cause of this separation. I do not sing country music. No, I do not. No, 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 no. Oh, that's, by the way, if you don't know, I did Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recaps the past two seasons. And that's my imitation of Dorit that sounds nothing like Dorit. But she always reminds me of C-3PO from Star Wars. Like, Master Luke, I can't believe you. And beep, boop, 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 boop. And so it's Dorit 3PPO. Dorit P3O? IMDD? <laughs> so anyways, that's my Dorit imitation. So cameras are going to go up. And I think this is purely a financial move. Um, not even so much on Kyle and Moe's part, but I think Evolution Media, the production company of Vanderpump Rules, Beverly Hills, and OC, sees how much of a lightning rod that was, and it is good for business. So it is a smart business move. We will see if it's smart in terms of content. I don't think we will get anywhere near what we got with Scandaval because, you know, so many different reasons that we've already talked about on Monday's show, just also that the cast wasn't as involved as... But, but I keep saying this, and I thought this is... I I almost might want Lisa Rinna's reaction. Uh, there, I said it. I want to react. I want to know what she... <laughs> I always knew. I knew they weren't meant for each other. <laughs> Not like me and Harry Hamlin. <laughs> My Bolognese. <laughs> Harry's Bolognese will be with me forever. <laughs> I hate country music. <laughs> 
I can't wait to recap Real Housewives of Beverly Hills now this season. I mean, now we'll be able to look behind the scenes, behind the lines, like look through what they're actually trying to tell us. So it is going to be potentially like an onion. Just the layers are going to be fascinating, right? So that news, we got Vanderpump Rules. We are now finding out that it is getting potentially harder to film scenes, especially at TomTom. We had an angry lady allegedly throwing insults at Tom Sandoval where she had to be warned to say, hey, lady, we're going to have to retake this scene. We're going to have to redo this scene because if you're yelling over it, we can't use it. And my thing is like, of course, you need the clean audio. But Evolution Media, if you are listening, I doubt you are, but use it. Use it. You guys need to be filming Tom and Tom and you also need a camera on the audience watching. So that way you can even use it in the initial edit or you can do a Peacock extended version where we get a front row view of what Tom and Tom are looking at behind the scenes because it's a circus. I want to open up to everything. I want it to be that meta season. I want to see that girl screaming at Tom. I want to see how Tom reacts to it. I want to see them have to redo a scene. Wouldn't you guys find that fascinating or would it take you too far out? Some people, you know, they don't want their chocolate mixed with peanut butter, but I do. I feel like we could have that all. I think everything is on the table. It's all fair game at this point. Now, Ariana Maddox, she actually uh, just announced that she is going to be a part of the Love Island USA. I'm a huge fan of the Love Island UK series. They have a USA series hosted by Sarah Hyland, and Ariana is traveling to Fiji, and I think she is going to make a guest appearance on that show, which happens sometimes on the UK version. They just had Neo, the singer. <laughs> Neo came and sang a bunch of songs to the uh, the villa the villa guests. And I don't know in what context Ariana is going to be on the island, but she's going to be traveling to Fiji. Is that true? That's what I read. And I was like, they filmed the USA one in Fiji? So I know Ariana is a huge fan of Love Island. We've talked about it many times. And Ariana is a fan of Love Island, not just the UK version. She watched the USA version. She also watched the Australian version. In fact, I had a big conversation with Ariana that night of the Daily Mail party at um, Schwartz and Sandy's. Remember that episode where Raquel was like broke up with Peter and then Peter said he didn't remember it. He's like, I don't even remember you doing that. You're going to have to break up with me again, Raquel, in that never before seen clip from the final episode of this season. But yeah, she she even said the Australian version is better was better than the UK version if I'm remembering correctly. So, she's a huge fan and that's why I think it is neat probably for her that she gets to do these things that she genuinely loves because she is a huge fan of that show. I do have to wonder though, um with any celebrity or reality star is the the tenant the the overexposure you know, are we hitting an overexposure potentially? And if you're doing things you genuinely love and if you're taking the opportunities that are presented to you, it's amazing. But we do know that audiences go, this person's overexposed or this person's overexposed. And I don't know, there is a thing of, well, get it while the, while the iron's hot, strike while the iron's hot. But I do wonder how long um, audiences, you know, I, I just want to make sure hopefully people don't turn on Ariana, but sometimes even in... Uh, the comments I read on YouTube or sometimes on an Instagram post that I'll post with Ariana in it, you'll start seeing those little negative comments. And I just find that very odd because somebody was like, oh, oh my God, she, everybody's been cheated on. Come on. Are you kidding me? And like, yeah, okay. Everybody's been cheated on, but are you 
mad at her because she's getting opportunities? Should she refuse opportunities that are given to her because she was cheated? I, I sometimes fail to see the logic. And once again, I feel like the man gets off pretty easy. Like, the, you know, it's like we're, we're like not even talking about Tom. Almost there's like this sympathetic take on Tom because sometimes I think the public feels like the person that was wronged gets so much attention for being wrong that all of a sudden you start feeling bad for the person that actually did the bad thing that got the person the attention in the first place. The world is wild. How we view things, how we interact in our daily lives is really, really interesting. There's something, I don't know, there's something really fascinating. If I was a smarter person, I would love to write a thesis paper. <laughs> what if I go to a grad school and my thesis is on Vanderpump rules and, um, and, and just, you know, about attention and attention spans potentially. Um, so we have that. Now, exciting pop culture news. Britney Spears uh, made an exciting announcement today. This was a long-rumored and a long-waited-for memoir that is going to be coming out October 24th. Now, this is actually really exciting. It's called The Woman in Me, and they use an old uh, Herb Ritz photo from a photo shoot in 2001, black and white cover. She looks beautiful on it, and uh, I'm really I'm really excited to read this. Now, a lot of people are already joking. It's going to, is this going to be like uh, just one big book of her Instagram captions, which hell yeah, I would be down for that. It would be like lyrical poetry. Are you kidding me? But I'm curious, like, this is another thing, like I was saying at the start of the show, let's give it time. Let's see what it's about before we completely shit on it. I'm going to be one of the first, I will buy that in hardcover. I will, uh, I will, I will be lining up to, lining up to read that. Hell, I read Jessica Simpson's autobiography and I don't even like Jessica Simpson as much as all you guys do, but I read it and I loved it. I like Britney Spears. So hell yeah, I'm going to buy that book. I'm going to eat it up with a spoon. Why did I just say eat it up with a spoon? What is, what is this? The amount of sweat and me being in New York has completely changed my personality. You guys. Um, so that's exciting. We'll see. We'll get more, more, more news about this, but October 24th, which also I read our good friend, Danny Pellegrino. Um, he has his holiday book, his second book. I loved his first book. How do I unremember this? His second book comes out the same day. So that's awesome. And we're all going to support Danny. Danny's awesome. So we had that news. Um, also the Jonah Hill fallout continues. Now we're at that part of the pop, pop culture kind of cycle where other people that have had bad or good experiences with Jonah Hill are coming forward. Now we have people like Bethany Frankel and people like, um, uh, Megan McCain coming forward with their opinions of, listen, you know, Jonah, like, like kind of almost standing up for Jonah Hill, which I find interesting. And a lot of people's arguments are, well, those text messages were between the two of them. That girl should have never released them. And I'm like, where, where is the rule book on this? Like what, where, what, what, what rule book are we going on? Is there some sort of law that this girl broke that she is not able? Also, when you are in the public eye, I said the same thing with Kyle in regards to this Morgan Wade, whatever situationship friendship it is. Is a lot of people feel like, well, we can't speculate. Also, when sexuality is such a personal thing, but there was, I, I had had this argument. Well, you know, when you do make a living off of your persona, also with Kyle, especially, I always just thought, you know, she is making money off who she is as a person. It's not like Kyle Richards is a country music performer herself. She is a person that is supposedly sharing the reality of her life. Now, if you are a celebrity, there is this, and this is not just new to this decade. We have always been fascinated with the personal lives of celebrities. 
Also, this girl was wronged by Jonah Hill. Like, there is a lot at play. And I'm not saying this girl is, like, completely faultless in her life. My God, no, she's human. But there did seem to be a pattern of behavior of Jonah Hill, and especially in those texts. And especially, um, there's, like, a little bit of a man going to therapy and thinking they know how the world works. Jonah Hill seems to be a very troubled individual. And if you find, if you read anything about Jonah Hill, he'll always kind of admit that. And, and, see, and, I, and how would you not? You know, like, especially as somebody that I've had weight issues myself my whole life, it really skews the way that I think about myself, the way I think about the world. And I can only imagine then if you add extreme success onto that at an early age, I believe he was in his early 20s when he started getting really, really big um, in terms of like pop, you know, in terms of the work he was doing and so celebrated for. It's got to be a real mess. Also, I remember Jonah Hill going to the listening party of Kanye West's album, that um the the album with the uh the skyline of was it montana in the background uh the where he was like being bipolar is a super i don't i forgot the name of the album it's anyways i remember jonah hill going to the listening party for that and he's been always a big kanye supporter and i would imagine some of that is probably certain similar mental health issues that they might have related to each other about uh, one can only speculate, but I just posted this and I do think there is, I would love to do a whole episode on this or even a Patreon down the line about the men of Judd Apatow's repertory group, repertory group, you know, in the early aughts or the mid aughts, remember Judd Apatow brought a lot of these men to the forefront. He, you know, worked with a lot of these men on Freaks and Geeks, his television show that lasted one season on NBC back in the, uh, 94, 98, was it? 97 was that but it was james franco seth rogan he discovered a lot of these guys then uh i believe seth and the other gentleman went on to do undeclared that college series and then judd made his leap to movies and you had 40 year old virgin and you had knocked up which was seth rogan's idea and judd apatow directed it and produced it but that was like jonah hill was a part of that you had um I mean, in 40-Year-Old Virgin, you had Paul Rudd. He uh, really made Steve Carell an even bigger star than he was already in The Office. But Knocked Up had so many of those guys that were started like a repertory. You had Jason uh, Siegel. You know, and then Jason Siegel made Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which was produced by Judd. Uh, you know, but all of these guys were all working together. And then Seth was using all those guys. Remember that movie, This Is the End, with Jonah and, and, and Seth and James Franco. And then whatever happened, you know, James Franco went through his whole thing with all the female issues over the last seven years. And Seth Rogen won't work with James Franco anymore. And then, like I was speaking about on Monday's episode, Seth Rogen has mentioned how difficult Jonah Hill has been to work with. And I do wonder why they all stopped working with each other. I would love to know the real reason. And I would love to know why Judd Apatow doesn't make those kind of men-based movies anymore. I wonder if it's because he has two daughters and, and realized that maybe he was like, we've told enough of just straight male story, stories. Because then Judd Apatow, he did... Um, Amy Schumer's movie Trainwreck that actually kind of made her a movie star for a minute. And Amy Schumer, by the way, now that Barbie's coming out, remember that Amy Schumer was supposed to, uh, you know, direct and star in the initial Barbie movie. And she was writing the script with her sister as well. And then backed out. She said on watch what happens live. She just couldn't find a way to make it funny and real and stuff. And, 
It is now being told that Amy Schumer's script actually made fun of Barbie, and they did not want to go that angle. So the Greta Gerwig Barbie with Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling is coming out very soon, and it's a completely different take, and it looks amazing. And we just found out this week that there are musical elements to it. There's actual, like, Ryan Gosling has a musical number. Like, that's amazing. I can't wait to see that. Um, So, yeah. Isn't pop culture great? Everything kind of connects, and there's all these little pockets that are fascinating. Um, and also, just a reminder, Barbie comes out on the same day as Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer movie about the making of the atomic bomb, which is, there. I joke about it being a double feature, but it's genuinely a double feature in which people are buying up tickets. AMC is already saying, like, it was like 200,000 or is this 20,000 or 200,000 people have made purchases for that double feature that day at AMC movie theaters, seeing Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day. I truly want to do it on the same day, but I think I'm just so busy. I'm going back to Arizona to be with my family after this. And I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make that work, like to have that because the Oppenheimer movie is like three plus hours, I believe. And Barbie, who knows what the runtime is, but anywho, Do you guys want to recap some Real Housewives of Orange County? We're only 25 minutes in. Why don't we start? Now, this is called Campfire Confessions. Great title. This is the never-before-seen Peacock version. They air it on Peacock the next day, and it adds, like, five minutes of never-before-seen footage. Now, for this Orange County one, it's mainly just the ladies just rolling around in the dirt. So those are, that's what you missed if you don't have Peacock. It's like Tamara like making jokes about her hoo-ha and Shannon farting. Like just, just really random things. But this is the, the description Peacock gives us. It says, Gina w- warns Heather about Tamara. Now that's, very, that's a very broad note. Gina warns Heather about Tamara. Gina and Jen hash out feelings about infidelity. Now I think Gina, you know, I like her, but like I've said the last two recaps, it is so hard because I feel like Gina is so wanting some sort of storyline and she has now attached herself to the newbie Jen who has this relationship with Ryan who Ryan supposedly is the town whore of Orange County has been known for cheating Jen allegedly cheated with Ryan on her ex-husband Will and now that triggers Gina because Gina's old relationship with her old husband Matt even though she's with the new guy Travis can you imagine this is like Game of Thrones just keeping up with all of the fucking like castle houses and who's in what anyways Gina's like I'm offended because I've been cheated on oh my god I can't be around Jen yeah that's my Gina you guys um I do want to clarify something as well. Brian Moylan, the amazing Brian Moylan, was on Friday's podcast, and we talked a lot about OC, and he had made a statement that a lot of people, and a couple of people on YouTube said, and I was really scared because I was like, I didn't catch it in the moment. Uh, We were talking about Gina like, hey, it's just weird. Why is Gina being so offended by this cheating thing? Because you almost would think that Matt, Gina's ex, cheated with this newbie, Jen, for her to be this offended. And Brian said something to the effect of, it's like if uh, the other ladies wouldn't hang out with Gina because uh, Gina, something about drunk drivers. And if, if somebody had been killed by a drunk driving accident, accident in that group, if somebody's family member did, they wouldn't hang out with Gina. And I didn't really catch that comment in the moment. But what Brian was referring to is that, remember, Gina got a DUI at one point, a Dewey. And he was saying, this makes a lot of sense, is that, well, okay, so... 
if if one of those ladies, what if one of those ladies were offended that Gina got a DUI because a family member of theirs got hurt by a drunk driver? Would then, you know, they, what if they refused to film with Gina then? I mean, you know, that, it, it would have, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like I'm butchering this again, but it was kind of that like, yeah, Gina, you've done things wrong too, but Gina's DUI has nothing to do with Jen and Jen's cheating with Ryan has nothing to do with Gina and the fact that Gina is so like you know being triggered it's it's so weird it's so weird in fact that I'm like if you have this big of issues with it immediately get back into therapy like it's not even a question you need to get to therapy immediately because this ain't good for you to be and if and if you're scared to be around cheaters don't go outside of your house they're everywhere do not go to Tom Tom. Do not do. You are gonna freak out if you meet Tom Sandal. Oh my God! I'm so triggered, Tom. Ah, Raquel, I can't do it. Ah. And part of me just thinks like, are you? Do you just want to be in a scene? Do you do? do are you? Are you scared you might not have enough of a storyline? Like it's between that and the extreme makeup and her talking heads. I'm just. I'm like, what? What, Gina? What's going on? Are you okay? Blink if you're okay. Okay. So let's uh, let's start this episode, the uh, the old Real Housewives of Orange County. Now this is season seventeen, episode five. We immediately it was a to be continued, and we are back in the saloon. Now they are at uh, Montana. Tamara took them all on this cowboy trip because everybody in the OC loves cowboys now. Yellowstone, Yellowstone fever is taking over. Tamara's son Ryan now has rebranded as a cowboy. And he actually has a scene in this later on where he uses a full Southern accent. Uh, Tamara's son Ryan is literally in the Madonna school. Uh, you know, remember when Madonna all of a sudden went to England once and she just, you know, all of a sudden had an English accent. I shit you not, Ryan was like, well, when I'm out there on those, in those woods, it's a different story. I can't tell you much, mom, but it is just crazy. You know, you can tell he has a big thing, a dip in his mouth and like a, you know, holsters. It's completely ridiculous. So we left off last week in a place ridiculous where these ladies once again were fighting over the IMDb, the International Movie Database, because Taylor Armstrong, who is a great unhinged addition to this show, was in a movie, is in a movie that she offered Heather Dubrow a part. And Heather Dubrow is Dame Judi Dench in Heather Dubrow's mind. And so this is Taylor and Tamara went on at, at dinner and kind of poked fun at Heather's career, Heather Dubrow's career. Even though Heather Dubrow has had a really decent career for an actor, um, they kind of made fun of it, both of them, Tamara included. And we are now fighting over that conversation that got brought up. So they're all in a saloon. They've all been drinking. I want to remind people, Shannon is dressed like a trollop. She is dressed like an old-timey whore from the Old West. She's all in the saloon gear like, Howdy, partner. You want to go up to a bedroom and I can make you feel loved? And they've been doing shots. Everybody's wearing cowboy hats and really, um, uh, you know, ostentatious Western wear. A lot of topaz. And uh, they're talking about shit like, did you shit talk my career? And Taylor's like, no, I did not. I did not do that. No, no. You know what? I did not say that she hasn't worked since the 1900s. That's not what I said. In fact, that is not what she said. That is what Tamara said. Tamara said that joke. So we flash back to the two ladies, Tamara and Taylor, going over this. And Tamara is the one of like, she did a lot of stuff in the late 19, 1900s. 
And of course Tamara's gonna do that. She's Tamara. Tamara is made for stirring shit. The thing that I just keep talking about and, 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 and just curious is that how does Tamara get away with it day in, day out? Like she even took a break from the show um, and, and how do people not see Tamara coming from a mile away? This is what Tamara does. Like if Heather is confused, if I don't know if Tamara would be talking shit about me, it's gotta be just Taylor. No, Heather, of course Tamara's talking shit about you. That's what Tamara does. Tamara talks shit. Period. There is no, there's nothing. Tamara is a shit talker. Period. That's all, that's all she wrote. So it's like, why are people ever giving Tamara the benefit of the doubt? In fact, it should be, I assumed you did this until proven otherwise. Period. And Tamara must just be thrilled as a flying shit because she's like, wow, these women never are wise. They never wise up to what I do. They never understand. They never see me coming. They believe it year in, year out. And I think some people are truly touched by the hand of God. Some people are truly touched. They're protected by this invisible force that's like, yeah, you know, I I think she's great. You know, like uh, she's been on 10 seasons of Orange County and, uh, She's done the same thing every year, but I think she's genuinely nice and she would never talk bad about me. Like they genuinely believe this. And also it's just amazing to see once again, all of these women in just the Western wear. So I, to me, it's iconic. And, and Taylor Armstrong looks like, what's that character in Toy Story? Uh, the, the, the girl, the, you know, like one of the little cowboy girl uh, in Toy Story. That's exactly what Heather Dubrow looks like. So Gina even, Gina's like, this fight is ridiculous. You know, Gina in her head going, can't we fight about Jen cheating and triggering me? But Shannon's also like, listen, I got to get up because this fight is ridiculous. I got to, Shannon goes, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make another shot. We got to do another shot. It's the only, when Shannon gets on, if Shannon has one drink and mellows her out, if Shannon has two drinks, you're like, you know, there's going to be a three and four in there. Like she truly, I think just appreciates booze. Um, <laughs> so now we do this kind of little thing where each, uh, talking head from the ladies are trying to say, IMDB. How do you say that? Gina's like, IMDD. And then Shannon's like, I don't know IMDB, but I do know STFU. Shut the F up. Anyways, Heather's finally, finally like, okay, we are good. We are good here. And Taylor's like, are we good? Are we good? We are good. And she just walks away to the shitter. Heather's like, I got to go recollect in the shitter. And Tamara follows. Tamara follows Heather Dubrow. And I'm like, oh, man, just let Heather Dubrow poop in peace. But Tamara's like, I got to get in there because my name was brought, down, brought up. And then Tamara just proceeds to lie. You know, and Heather's like, listen, just be honest w- with me. Were you rude about me? And we flash back again to Tamara being rude about her at dinner with Taylor Armstrong. And Shannon's like, no, of course not. I didn't say anything shady and nothing dismissive about you at all. And Heather goes, okay, okay. And then Heather makes up this thing in her head. She goes, historically, we have always been very supportive about each other's career. She knows how important my career is to me. Now I'm like, wait, Heather, where historically has she ever done this? Historically, I believe Tamara's always shit on you, historically. Like where, like, 
we've got to learn to do better history research in this country because it's just not true. I mean, guys, you at home, you watching this, weren't you screaming at the screen going, where are you getting your information? Heather, how, I know, why don't you spend some of that money instead of sending your kids at, to school on a private jet on going back and watching some of Tamara's greatest moments? Like, I would literally have somebody write out the entire transcript of everything Tamara has said about you on the show and on her podcast and just maybe go in with that. You seem so studied and researched on everything in your life, but how is this getting past you? It's almost, it's almost really disappointing because she has a leg to stand on and she could bust out Tamara so good in that moment and she just doesn't. And Tamara just comes back from the bathroom and is just like, oh, you know, I did it. I got, I got one by again. Anyways, all the ladies are like, we got to go to sleep. Everybody gets sleep. And we have the groups splitting up at this point. And you have Shannon, uh, you have Shannon, Heather, and uh, Tamara together. And then at 12.45 a.m., they're in the kitchen and uh, Tamara's opening a big bag of gummy bears and you guys, Tamara, and she loves physical comedy. She just starts throwing those gummy bears at Shannon Bedore and Shannon's like, <laughs> you know, because you, you know, like Shannon's already in a uh, interesting place with Tamara saying that like you shit talked me once you got fired from the show and I stayed on and I don't know, like I'm scared to let you back in my life again. And Tamara is just buttering up Shannon here and she's like, give me a kiss give me a kiss after she threw gummy bears on her. And then Shannon does the funniest thing, you guys, and sticks out her tongue. And then Tamara kisses her tongue. And it's just, it's so goofy. And then they walk up on the stairs and they're pretty much scissoring each other on the stairs. And it's, uh, it's just fun was had by all. But it's once again, when Tamara's in these moments, I feel like Tamara's very aware of like, ha ha, Shannon, trust me again. Shannon, trust me again. And Heather DeBrow's just sitting there going, I'm the odd man out again. <laughs> and then Tamara kicks up her, her skirt flies up and we see that um, Tamara is wearing emoji underwear. And Shannon is like, how many times, Tamara, have I seen these emoji underwear? Which then led me to believe that Tamara potentially doesn't change her underwear. And that really, that made me understand Tamara's character a little bit more of like, oh, she's the, she's a dirty girl. She's a girl that doesn't change her underwear. Or she just has those like seven day a week emoji underwear, like one for every day of the week. And then I was like, I wonder how many times Eddie has seen those emoji underwear. Like Eddie would say like, I see him 30 times a day because I'm constantly, I'm constantly nailing Tamara, having massive amounts of sex with her. But then I wondered, has he seen those emoji underwear? But Shannon's seen those emoji underwear a lot. Basically what I'm saying, emoji underwear. That's, that's where we're at right now. And Shannon now in a talking head says, hey, when I'm around Tamara, we are having fun. You know, we are right back to where we were. You know, the last two and a half years are completely forgotten about. But I don't know, you know, it's like we're bonding right here, but I've got to remember, I've got to be cautious. And we have shots of Heather DeBro cleaning up all the gummy bear mess, which is a perfect metaphor for Heather DeBro. She cleans up gummy bear messes. And then uh, Shannon's like, should we do another shot of tequila? Should we do another shot of tequila? And Tamara is like pulling down her emoji underwear, like they're, they're giving her a wedgie. And now they bring out marshmallows and they start roasting marshmallows over the stove. Shannon also points out that she has rubber gloves there just to give everybody a pelvic exam later. No, no, she says she's working with sausage the next day. No, she literally says that because she's cooking a big breakfast and, and I guess she brought latex gloves. Um, 
Anyways, Tamara keeps going, Shannon got me really drunk tonight. There's part of me that almost believes Tamara might be completely sober and just throws away the shots. Like she's just, I feel like she is that strategic of a housewife that she is potentially like, she's completely sober right now, but she's just trying to reel Shannon back in to trust her again. Now we go back to the other room and Gina and Jen and Taylor are in, remember they're in the dirty bunks and they're practicing their rope throwing skills. They're all in their PJs and they're talking about the Tamara situation with IMDB. And Jen's like, you know, Taylor, are you okay? Tamara seems like she kind of threw you under the bus out there with Heather. You know, that's very, you know, how do you feel about that? And we flash back to Heather and Tamara talking in the bathroom. And Tamara is literally telling Heather Dubrow everything that Taylor Armstrong said about that dinner. About like all saying like, oh yeah, when I offered Heather the part in the movie, she just patted me on the head and acted like I was a shithead. Telling word, you know, like... She literally is being the shittiest friend to Taylor. And Taylor is like, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't believe that, that Tamara is like that. Now, Gina is like, oh, I thought you guys were close. It's very weird. I'd be very skeptical about Tamara. And Taylor in a talking head is like, oh, yeah, the two ladies running off to the bathroom to commiserate with each other. This is making me really reconsider my bond with Tamara. And we cut back to three weeks earlier when Tamara, Jen, and Taylor are kind of having fun. We cut back to the ultimate girls trip from the season of them all having fun together. And Taylor is now thinking that maybe Tamara isn't as much of a friend as she thought she possibly was. And Gina's like, well, tomorrow we'll all smell bacon and we'll be happy. And then we're going to shovel shit because they're literally shoveling shit the next day. We cut to the other ladies. They're doing another shot of tequila, which Heather DeBro is not doing shots. She's just watching the girls do a shot, just always on the outside looking in, you know. And uh, Jenna, you know, Tamara now, they're talking about Jen again. And Shannon's like, yeah, Jen said if I do another shot, I'm going to barf. I, I just, and so they're kind of like saying maybe Jen can't hang. We keep flashing back to that, that conversation about IMDB and the whole Jen thing and the cheating thing and talking about Gina potentially being offended by the cheating. And Shannon's like, I see both sides. I do. I see both sides. I see Gina's side and I also see Jen's side, you know, cheating. I, it's just such a big thing. And, and, but Jen is very insecure. Tamara says, you know, when we went to the boot barn, she was kind of like, I'm not worthy in regards to her relationship with Ryan. And we flash back to that conversation in the boot barn, which I want to remind you, the boot barn is where Heather DeBro literally brought a full bottle of champagne, which I was like, are you allowed to bring full bottles of alcohol and pop them open and drink them? Like if I fucking pulled that shit at old Navy. They would not be cool with it. Period. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they would, if anybody works at old Navy, please reach out for the discount alone but just also to let me know can i drink hard liquor in your stores if i keep it classy if i keep it classy in an old navy can i drink can i just bring a bottle of alcohol and just drink it while i shop just like a fun and bring my friends to have full conversations because that's that was this boot barn conversation from last week so ryan is it turns out once again we are reminded that he is the town whore of orange county um 
she said that Ryan was never faithful to anybody he's ever been with. And Tamara's like, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's not to be trusted. He's had a relationship. He's had relations with everybody. I mean, truly this guy's just number, his body count must be insane in terms of the amount of women that he slept with. And then Tamara's relating this story that is a private story that she shouldn't relate. So, you know, Tamara's going to relate it where Jen called her and said, Ryan even cheated on me. He cheated on me. And Tamara knows the girl that he cheated on her with. And Tamara says, my question to her is, why the fuck are you still with him? Because Tamara is, at the end of the day, mainly, you'll, Tamara's just a good friend. <laughs> She's just a good friend. And in no way would she ever bring you on a show to make you look stupid. She just wouldn't do that. And by the way, I do also want to point out, Tamara, if ever you wanted to do that, if we, if we sit here in an imaginary world and say that you've never brought a friend on to, to, to do that. And you've always just been a great friend. Maybe I would be willing to let Freddie Mellencamp on this show. Maybe if you brought Freddie Mellencamp on the show, you could be just as supportive of a friend as you are to Jen, to Freddie. Could you imagine she brings Freddie on and completely like they do a podcast together. They're close, but she gets on orange County and just Tamara goes to town on Freddie. It was like, you have shit stains in your underwear. Like just completely reveals every Freddie Mellencamp secret there. John Mellencamp doesn't even like you. Like it would just, could you imagine that? I would love it. Anyways, Tamara's relating the story and Shannon's drunk. So Shannon's overreacting. She's like, Oh my God, what? Oh my God. If John Jansen ever, I'm John Jansen. If John Jansen ever did this to me, oh my God, she's just, her hands are on her face, all Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone, like there's dramatic music underneath. It is just, it's, it's, it's intense. Now we cut to Jen giving a FaceTime call to Ryan to say goodnight. And Ryan is all in darkness. And she's like, I can't, I can barely see you, Ryan. Where, you know, and the, it's like a, like sweet goodnight scene. But she keeps saying, it's so dark in there. I, can, I, can, I barely see your white T-shirt. And there seems to be some sort of like thought, I believe, in Jen's uh, part of like, are you in bed? Are you in bed with somebody else? I can't see you. Like, please, I can't see you. I mean, I even thought of like, is he in a closet somewhere? And there's like another girl in the other bedroom. Also, then we cut back to Tamara. And Tamara says her friend revealed a story about this Ryan that when Ryan first started working out at Cut Fitness, which by the way, this never fucking goes down at LA Fitness where I gym. And when I say that, I want to say I've not gymmed with LA Fitness in multiple years, even though now that I'm saying this out loud, I realize I still pay them $30 a month. I'm smart. Um, but this cut fitness, I'm telling you, this is like a fitness center slash orgy. Like it's like a bathhouse of some sort because it seems like there is like a lot of fucking going down at cut fitness. Anyways, her friend told Tamara that when Ryan first joined the gym, he pointed at Tamara and said, I'm going to fuck her one day. I genuinely don't believe this happened. <laughs> I genuinely don't believe this happened. And the lady told Ryan said, Hey, you can't because she's married to the owner of this gym, Eddie. And Ryan said, I don't care. I'm still going to fuck her. Just watch. Once again, I want to say that I don't think this happened, but that's what happened. And then he said, I don't care. And then they asked, well, okay, well then how long until Ryan got with Jen from that moment? And she said it was two months later. So I guess Ryan said, I can't get Tamara, so I'm going to go for Jen. That's the story that Tamara is trying to relay here. Now, I think Tamara, like Tamara's a very good looking woman, right? She is. I think Jen is better looking than Tamara. 
I just don't think. And also, how did this not get back to Eddie? Eddie does not know about this, supposedly. How did this not get back to Eddie? And Eddie is friends with Ryan. I don't believe Tamara would have kept this information and then revealed it on this show. Because Eddie's like, what? And now Cut Fitness is closed? Oh, I almost lost the love of my life and my gym? Like, I just don't believe... This is so bizarre to me. And there is that part of me that, like, oh, my God, he Tamara probably loves the fact that he said, I'm going to fuck you. If that in some imagination world happened, she probably just loves it. Anyways, Shannon is just sickened. Shannon is like, this guy's a monster. Heather DeBrow has her big listening face on. Like, I'm really listening. I'm really listening. This is very intense. That's the other thing, too. When these housewife shows, when they're in their first, like, six episodes, everybody's trying to find the storyline. So it's like improv actors just trying to find their way along in a dark room, like, trying to find out where the exits are, what's working. And that's part of why I think Gina is so offended by everything about this, because it's, like, too much. But also, you see the other people, like, Tamara's obviously in charge of the storytelling here. You see all of the other ladies really reacting, like, I'm going to react very bigly to what you just said. I'm really reacting right now. And I just think it's one of those things of like, we never know. We're going to find the story. This could be the story. So we want to react to it. Do you guys know what I'm saying? Anyways, next morning we're up. Uh, everybody's taking their vitamins. Tamara has like these gold uh, under, like gold patch under her eye things that I see a lot of girls wear. Taylor and Gina are curling their hair. Heather's brushing her hair. Shannon's like cooking in the kitchen. She's just very Shannon. I've got a hangover. And Tamara comes down. I was like, you got me drunk, Shanna Banana. And she's like, I'm drinking Alka-Seltzer out of this water. Do you want some? And Shannon's like, no, it's going to make me Ralph. Why, why, didn't we see a, why didn't we see a FaceTime call from Shannon to John Jansen? Like, hey, John, it's me. It's drunk. It's fun, Shannon. What you got in those undies? Let Shannon mama see it. I want to see that big old dong. I want to see John Jansen dong. Anyways, it turns out they did eight tequila shots last night. Guys, I don't understand. These ladies, I believe, are in their 50s. If I did four tequila shots, I would be fucking on the floor. And I don't mean having sex on the floor. I just mean I would be on the fucking floor. Anyways, Heather calls Nikki, her son at college. And he's like, Hey mom, had a late night, went out partying, had to be up for an 8 a.m. And then Heather's like, remember, you are at school to learn, big boy. You are at school to learn. Part of me also believes that um, Heather DeRoe probably paid to throw that party, whatever party he was at. You know, like if they're flying their kids on private jets to schools, like there's no like Heather DeBro. I feel like she would throw like a Taylor Swift concert for her kids. Like <laughs> we are having Taylor Swift's Eras tour for my seven amazing kids. Now Gina calls Emily, like it's going crazy out here, Emily. I miss you so much. And Emily, remember she had COVID potentially. She lets us know she went to two doctors. They said she was negative. She would kill to be out there. She grew up on 12 acres, knows how to ride horses, would love to be there. And Gina's like, Heather goes, Heather says, are you making fun of my IMDb? And then Tamara, oh, it was crazy, Emily. And Emily's like, I, you know what? I got to tell you, I think T Taylor, I think Tamara is to blame for this. It would not surprise me. And Gina's like, yeah, Emily, yeah. And Emily in a talking head goes, Tamara would throw herself uh, throw anybody under the bus to save herself. And then Emily goes, and then she would buy that bus. She would run over everybody. She would burn that bus. So nobody got like, would tie her back to the bus. Emily understands Tamara. Like she does understand Tamara. 
Okay, you guys, now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week, once again, we are lucky to be sponsored by our good friends over at Quince. Now, Quince is one of, if not now, my favorite online uh, store that you can get amazing clothes for women and men. I mean, truly incredible uh, clothes at just very inexpensive prices. It is like, wow, I've got a couple of pieces from them now and they just blow me away. Um, I'll talk about that in a second, but summer's here, right? And your wardrobe, it needs an upgrade. Don't even argue with me. It just does. So instead of a flimsy fast fashion haul, and I can actually name a couple of those fast fashion stores right now because I just had a shop at them for this shoot I'm doing, and it is just nothing in comparison to Quince. But there's a similar price there. But Quince is quality. you got to spend your money wisely on high-quality essentials that will last beyond the season. Now, Quince is now my spot for quiet luxury without paying luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like, get this, 100% European linen under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, I love, of course, Italian leather bags and 14-karat gold jewelry from $30. So all their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you will have them in your closet forever. Now, okay, they have amazing women's clothing. They just do. But I'm a dude, unfortunately, and uh, they have amazing men's clothes as well. So what I got from them, I got this blue light blazer, perfect for summer. Um, it's like dark blue, goes with my eyes really well. And then I, you know, listen, I have to play at my eyes because it's like one of my big qualities is I have these piercing blue eyes. You could just get lost in them. It's like... It's just, it's like the ocean, you guys. It truly is. But I got this other, it's like this black, oh no, sorry, it's this dark blue button-up. It's, it's a shirt, but it's like this really nice quality material that you can just, it, it pairs perfectly with like jeans. It's like a, it, it's better than just a button-up shirt. Okay, so anyways... I have to do this photo shoot that got put together kind of at the last minute. And all of a sudden I was like looking for these like certain types of styles. Both of my pieces from Quince are in the uh, are, are being brought with me, but I had to go shopping last minute for all the other pieces. And I was like, if I had more time, all of my shopping would would have been done for this with Quince. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to really push for the Quince clothing to be in the shot because it's just really good. And I look good in it and I feel good in it, which is kind of the whole point of clothes, right? Feeling good in it so you actually are at your best. Now, I truly thought these kind of clothes would be, you know, $120, $140 easily. I'm telling you, it is a fraction of that cost, these two pieces. And I was on their website right now, which is like super easy to get to. It's just quince.com and uh, you just let me let's do it together as a family. Why, why don't we? So quince.com, you just type that in, immediately comes up. The top, you're seeing new arrivals, bestsellers, women, men, home, baby, and kids, travel. They have lookbooks, they have partner offers, anyways. And also, if you are a first timer to their website, you can get $20 off immediately. But it is so easy. It, it, it lets you explore everything. They have these visuals, it just says men, and you just click on that. 
there's a guy just to help you, like, you know, if you can't read the word men, you know, that's men. There's women, woman, swimwear, socks, footwear, silk, intimates, linen, jewelry, sunglasses, everything. It is such an easy to use website. Um, and I'm telling you, when I click on this, I get upset because I want all of these clothing. They have a Mongolian cashmere full zip hoodie for a dude. I don't even know what Mongolian cashmere is, but it it seems nice. It really, truly does. And then there's things that are just staples. Like, I need performance running ankle socks. You're damn right I do. They have a heavyweight down puffer jacket. Really inexpensive. And by the way, these are just guys' clothes. So if you're shopping for your dude, Quince is the website to go to. But... I mean, they're women's clothing. I just, it's truly, it's just classic pieces. Like, I even know they're classic pieces. Um, so I think this is well worth your time. You probably already know about them already, but if you don't, go check them out. I was impressed by the quickness of the delivery. I, like I said, just the quality. And I style the pieces. I love it. It says, talk about how you style the pieces. I'm like, well, I put on pants. And then uh, I also put on underwear sometimes. And then I will put the quince pieces because I got, you know, top pieces. And I'll put it over the jeans or the shorts and, and it works well. Um, I know you're wondering, though, how do they do it? How is Quince able to keep up with this quality at this price? So Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to you. Now, what's even better is that Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about getting high-quality items that last longer. Okay, so this is what I need you to do. And I don't need you to do it. I think you're going to want to do it. you got to upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Ryan Bailey told you to. Right now, you go to quince.com slash so bad, and you are going to get free shipping off your order and 365-day returnability on that next order. So that's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad. You're saying, Ryan, that's, I, I can't even, what? I'm going to write it down in the show notes, so it'll be there as well. It'll be a hyperlink. You can just click on it. Um, so you get free shipping, 365 days returns. If you're a first timer to the Quince website, you get $20 off that first order. So go there right now, quince.com slash so bad. Tell them Ryan Bailey sent you. I mean, they're, I don't think there's going to be anybody you're talking to, but if somebody asks, tell them Ryan Bailey sent you. So now back for the remaining portion of our show. And Emily was sorely missed on this vacation. I think it was still a great episode, but I like Emily. I, I, I think she's hot, and I like her. I like her family. I like all of it. Anyways, Bedore is cooking all of these, like, doughy balls, which Tamara goes, I love doughy balls, which then led me to believe, like, does Eddie have doughy balls? What if Eddie has, like, two big, like, balls, but they're just, like, doughy? Like a big old doughy Eddie nutsack? Anyways. Shannon just says, I'm moving a little slow, and Tamara has now done a funny bit where she put hair extensions as, like, a horse tail, and Shannon's going, Nia, Nia. Anywho, the other ladies from the bunkhouse are coming in to have breakfast made by Shannon Bedore. It looks lovely. Everybody is wearing full Yellowstone, you know, hats. Uh, jewelry. Gina still fan managed to, to find a way to put leopard skin on, uh, which is great. Keep it, keep it true to yourself. And Tamara lets us know we're going to learn the life of a cowgirl today. You know, this is exactly what my son Ryan does. <laughs> like, 
Ryan's probably done this for two years. It's like, this is Ryan's entire personality now. Like I said, Ryan's that guy that watched Yellowstone one season and goes, holy shit, this, this is my new personality. This is, this is never, I've never felt this passionate about something since I discovered guns and then tattoos and then spacers. You know what I'm saying? Every year it's probably something different. And now we flash back to three weeks earlier, a scene between Ryan and Tamara and she's like, how's life on the ranch? And he's in full, he's got the cowboy. He's like, well, it's good. It's good, mom. You know, life on the ranch. Full full cowboy. He's like, well, I'm in my own little world when I'm on the canyon. You know, it's a different lifestyle out there. Uh, my dream in life is to have a ranch, you know, to have horses. And Tamara and I talking to it's like, it's a different lifestyle than Orange County. You know, it's, you know, laid back in Orange County. But he's like, I want to, I want you to buy a ranch, mom, and I'm going to run it. I'll run that ranch, mom. He's going to run it into the ground. There's no way Ryan would be able to run a ranch. Are you kidding me? I so need to talk to the people that are at that ranch with Ryan. And also, is it a ranch for troubled kids? Is that the ranch? Like, is it a ranch or is it like a ranch where people like they sent Paris Hilton to, to like shape up? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) By the way, Tamara, myself included, she is pretty celebrated for coming back this season and she's killing it. I think her Achilles heel is her son, Ryan. Uh, Listen, he's a bad seed. His name's Ryan. I'm Ryan. I'm a bad seed. You know, game recognizes game. But I feel like that's truly her Achilles heel. And we really haven't commented on how bad Ryan has been in the past. It is a very sympathetic view of what we've seen of him so far and how he's once again gotten his life back on track. And I feel that is almost disingenuous to who this person is and what they've done in their past. But hopefully we don't get much more of him, even though they keep peppering him in. And I just don't like it. You can not like me for saying that, but that's my feelings. And that's all I got to say about that. Anyways, they finish up with uh, their breakfast and now they're in the the buggies driving out to the horses and it's just beautiful countryside it truly is gorgeous this ranch that they're at and there's two groups there's going to be the people doing the 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 scooping up of the the horse shit and the animal shit and then there's going to be uh we meet kirby who's a horse wrangler we're also going to do some roping so we have three and three couple girls are going to shovel shit couple girls are going to rope and listen i mean shoveling shit i feel like metaphorically that works for housewives and uh heather's like i'm not gonna shovel shit because taylor stepped in so much of it so she can shovel shit anyways now they're putting on saddles on the horses and there's some sexual jokes made about that these orange county ladies love they can find it would be a good game to play of like just throwing showing them different objects and like what sexual metaphor could you let us know about this object they are so talented at it anyways heather and gina are riding and gina's horse kind of bucks like she's like oh no this horse oh this is gonna be how i die which by the way i didn't want to tell gina but the horse she's riding did have an extramarital affair. So I think that would have sent Gina into an early grave. Yeah, horses cheat. Bad horses cheat. So uh, then you have Shannon and Tamara and Taylor. Uh, they are in a tractor and they're going to be picking up bales of hay. And Shannon's like, I did not grow up on a ranch in Montana, but I did grow up with property and I did grow up with horses. And we see pictures of a young Shannon Medora on a tiny little horse. And Shannon is now in the tractor and she's in tractor and she's like, I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. And she's kind of tipping her hat like, howdy, howdy. And then she almost like wrecks into a bale of hay. It truly is um, something that 
I don't think they should let Shannon in that at all. It just should never be happening at all. Uh, Heather now, we see her and Gina just prancing along in their horses. We have a split screen of both ladies doing all of their 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 jazz, all their stuff. Also, I do want to point out, I told Brian this, but um, Tamara, if you look at her shirt, her country wear shirt is a little bit country, a little bit hood. Which I'm like, what hood did, did Tamara... What hood is Tamara referring to? Like, where does she live in Orange County where she feels... And what what Walmart is sharing, is like selling those shirts? Anyways, a couple of the ladies that actually work on the ranch, they are helping with things. And I can only imagine the, the brutality that they have been witness to with all of these ladies there. And anyway, they're teaching uh, Gina and Heather how to uh, shovel the shit. And then we see Jen... Uh, she's learning how to lasso, which I love a lasso, especially when Wonder Woman does it. She's just so good with that. She has that gold lasso. Anyways, Jen's doing pretty good. She's lassoing pretty well. Uh, so very exciting there. And then we cut to Gina like, oh, I'm shoveling shit. Oh, I'm shoveling shit. This is crazy. Oh, my God. And Heather's like, I know I'm fancy pants, but they could have at least given me a Chanel shovel, please. It's just a regular shovel. Anyways, we see the shoveling shit. It's very exciting. And all of a sudden we cut to Taylor. She's in the tractor now. And she's handling this thing like a fucking pro. We cut to... Shannon Bedore and Tamara talking about how drunk they were last night. But Shannon wants to confirm, I was so drunk, but were you telling the truth? Was that a real story about Ryan coming to your gym and saying that he was going to fuck you? And Tamara's like, yeah, it is a real story, Shannon. And we're like, well, we got to let Jen know. We've got to let Jen know. And Shannon's like, I want to tear up just thinking about that. And I was like, tear up thinking about Ryan having sex with Shannon with with Tamara or just the thought that Jen potentially doesn't know this. And so Tamara, I feel like, like set that seed off and potentially is like, Oh, maybe Shannon Bedore can do my dirty work and reveal that story potentially. So it is funny. That information is now out there. It is now needs to be brought up to Jen. This is classic housewives. Um, we cut back to Gina and Taylor shoveling shit. And Gina's like, Tamara's the one that said the joke about you in the 1900s on IMDb. She isn't a good friend. You know, and Heather's like, I don't know. Tamara said she didn't say that. I, I, I don't know. We get a flashback to five weeks ago. And Heather and Gina are talking then about the situation, too, about just friendships and uh, Tamara. And Gina's like, why are we all thinking Tamara isn't capable of this bullshit? You know, she is. She is. But Gina is kind of like that boy who cried wolf is that uh, people don't really listen to Gina. And that's why I think Emily should have been on this trip, too, to really nail it home with Heather that Tamara did actually bring this up. But now Heather is like, I've got two kids that just went to college you know, and I've got to believe the best. I am starting a career. I am an actor and I need, I, you know, it's a whole new ball game for me now. We cut now to a commercial. We cut back. It's Montana day two. Everybody are in those buggies again. We had a good ranch day, a lot of shit shoveling, lasso throwing, bail carrying, whatever. And now uh, all of a sudden a bug comes into one of those buggies, a bug. And they're all like, no. And she just like a bug, a bug. It's crazy. I don't know. I it's 
once again, this is a housewife trope of them seeing some sort of bug or spider and just flipping out. We go back to the uh, the, the saloon area. It's uh, ready for some champagne time, Heather says. Some champs. She literally does pull out a bottle of Veuve Clicquot and starts drinking champagne. I, once again, is this a bit or does Heather Debro literally, does she just, like half of it blood and half of it Veuve Clicquot champagne running through her veins? It really is wild. So Jen, Heather, and Gina are having this champagne lunch and they're once again talking about Jen and her life and, and you know, Tamra potentially and being careful of Tamra. And they're also talking about the infidelity. Gina is finally saying that like, listen, I had a problem with you. I have to admit it. I didn't want to bunk with you, but I did because I thought maybe I would see a different side of you because I'm so triggered by you cheating. So this conversation is actually happening and Gina is really trying to start to relay what she is potentially going through. And uh, Gina's like, what happened with your marriage? I've been struggling with it a bit. Even at the night at Cut Fitness, I had to walk away when they were talking about your marriage. And we cut back to that moment of Gina going up to Travis and Chang going, yeah, let's pretend like infidelity's okay. So she's starting to relay the truth. And Jen is just taking this all in of like, Oh, okay. Um, interesting. Uh, okay. That's, uh, yeah. Yep. Jen being a newbie, all she can do is just sit there and go, I'm on the show now. Like, by the way, we did get revealed that Jen auditioned for Orange County the season before she didn't make it the season. Noella did, but now she is on the show. Heather is revealing to Tamara outside that finally Gina is talking to Jen about this. So she's letting like, like, don't go in yet now, ladies, because Gina's really opening up to Jen about this. It's been a struggle. You know, it's been a struggle for me. You know, these two worlds, you know, you cheated and you, you know, but like what's going on? It's like a serious conversation that is truly bizarre. And Jen is like, I'm sure my Situation is uncomfortable for you, but I will say it doesn't define who I am. My past and my path may not make sense, but it's not my job to make you feel good about it. And she says it in the kindest way. She really does. And Gina's like, I think it's good that you're able to say, look, this happened and I'm here now and I'm doing better. But when I'm hearing all these like little inconsistencies, then it makes me doubt the things that you're saying, you know, when it's like, and she's like, what are these inconsistencies? I don't appreciate anybody talking about inconsistency. I don't even know what you're talking about. And Gina's like, Tamara knows you the best. She always just alluding to the fact that there's more to your story than you're letting on. And Heather now is back and she's like, I I, I get that as well. And she's like, she'll say th strange things about your relationship. And we flash back to one week earlier with Tamara and Gina talking about Jen's affair, which is so bizarre. And Tamara's like, I've told her two times, two different people. Uh, you know, uh, there's a little bit of inconsistency with her story. You know, Gina, it's, you know, the truth of the day, whatever fits for her. Like Tamara truly is shit talking Jen. And Jen is starting to realize that. She's like, well, that's very strange. I'm not not telling the truth. That's a bummer. And she, and I'm talking to her, says, why in the hell is my friend giving these women a reason 
to not believe me. Like, why, why is she doing this? You're going behind my back? It's really disappointing, she says. And Gina's like, having all this stuff just blow up? It's just really hard. And Jen goes, Gina, I go to bed at night and I am okay with who I am. And I have to say, you know, I love Will. Will's her ex-husband. Like, I loved that man for so fucking long, she says. It's so sad. It's so fucking sad. And Jen starts to tear up. Heather's just watching. And Gina's like, I know, it's sad, it's sad, you know? And she goes, I've done something that tore your heart and soul out. She's talking about Will. My means of getting to point A to point B is fucked up, but it is where I am. And I have to say, I'm okay. And Gina's like, I'm happy you're okay. And Jen goes, but I adore you to pieces. And thank you so much for coming to me and sharing a place that is so raw for you and hurts so bad. I just want to say thank you. Tamara, on the other hand, she says, that is fucked up. And she and I will have a conversation, which is like, hell yeah, Jen. And Jen, I totally believe her. Jen has that rookie housewife thing where she's coming in a characterization of herself yet she's coming in just like what the f-? like she looks like she's getting hit by a prize fighter because she's like Tamara said what she's genuinely just being honest now we cut to emily's situation with annabelle her daughter nine the little model the feral child uh shane her husband comes in and this is a little scene of like annabelle's just freaking out she's just like just throwing things like ah she's like the annabelle doll monster by the way it's like, I was thinking, like, not the curious case of Natalia Grace, the curious case of Annabelle Grace. Like, this Annabelle, and they kind of, like, low-key shit-talk Annabelle. They're like, she's uh, she's insane. She's truly insane. We find out that Annabelle is getting represented by that agent. So she is going to be a star. And Annabelle's excited about that. But in this scene, we see Annabelle uh, pouting. And Shane says, hey, Emily, are you going to be willing to you know, put down whatever you're doing to go take her to auditions. And the example Shane uses, are you willing, if you have a Botox appointment, are you willing to cancel that Botox appointment? Shane truly is. I really, I think we've all grown to love Shane, but Shane is that guy that just constantly gives Emily shit of just like, remember when he made fun of like how many Oreos she was eating last season? And now he's making fun of like, so if you have plans to go get Botox or whatever, you are going to drop that and, and go do that for Annabelle. And she's like, first off, I don't need Botox. And yeah, if, if she wants to do it, I will definitely go. My priority is to make her happy. And if she enjoys it and she wants to do it, I want her to do it. Now, of course, now we get a shot of Annabelle just chasing the cat. Like, ah, she also lets us know that she was a model in law school and she used to do weekly department shoe ads. And we see photos of a young Emily, which doesn't look anything like Emily. Did you see that? Like, I was like, that's not fucking Emily. And then Shane goes, well, I, I, during you know, when I was younger, I had a TV show on Cox Cable, which I think was a public access show. And it was shot in a garage and he had a desk in there, which by the way, you guys, I used to do a show on YouTube called Talking Marriage, which was in my garage with a talk show set. So I am literally fucking Shane. Like, I'm not saying I'm fucking Shane. I'm like, I'm using the word. Anyways, I'm Shane. Like I literally did the same show, but his was on public access. And then it got me to thinking of Shane's world, Shane's world, party time. Excellent. Shane fucking did a Wayne's world thing in his fucking garage. And I thought they were going to show us a clip, but they must not have been able to find it. Cause would you not kill for a clip of Shane's public access garage show? Are you kidding me? We cut to Taylor and uh, everybody's getting ready for the big old night. Um, 
Taylor is FaceTiming Tamara in the other house and she is telling all the girls to pack a bag overnight. And everybody's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? What are you doing? You're fucking going camping. Are you done? Like, what are you, f- what, we're going to, what? We're going to Vegas. Pack a bag overnight. No, you're going camping, obviously. My God. Everybody's freaking out. And Shannon's like, wait, I have to pack my estrogen cream? I have to, what? You know? And we see now shots of Tamara going all around to Heather. And Heather's like, should I bring my champagne? I'm like, of course, bring your champagne. You bring it everywhere. Like, bring your emergency champagne kit. Uh, anyways, now we have this scene where Shannon and Tamara are on the bed. And they're saying, listen, Shannon's like, I want to move forward, but we need a promise to be open and communicate. And I, I was just confused because when we first got together, there was this, you know, this kind of, the, you know, first couple of episodes of the season, it was very tense. And we also now get a audio clips of all the times Tamara shat talk, Shannon Bedore shat talk on podcast. So we get a whole roundup of that. And Shannon's like those, you know, the first couple episodes of the season, it was pretty tense for us. And I'm, I just, I want to proceed with caution, but on the flip side, I I just get teary eyed being here with you. And it's like, we could literally be every minute together and, you know, talk about every memory we could do that. And it's just so much fun. And and that I'll remember for the rest of my life. So she's talking about all the memories that they've had in the past, everything because for Shannon, I think Shannon was genuinely confused. And I think Tamara is trying to present it as I, you know, like you were such an important friend to me when it's like Shannon, Tamara's literally saying, no, the show is such an important friend to me. And I lost that. You stayed on the show. So then I shat talk you then, you know, and I think Shannon in her head is literally not thinking about the show and just point blank thinking about their friendship as a very real thing. And to me, I think Tamara just operates completely differently. And I think that's what makes her a very unique, uh, very celebrated housewife, but she doesn't, she presents herself as a very emotional person and a very, you're my best friend kind of person. But at the the end of the day, I think the true love of her life is this show. The true love of her life is getting back on the show, being a part of the limelight of it all. And Shannon truly, I think is like, I, if I give you my heart, I give you my heart. And now there's like this kind of teary scene and Shannon's like, I'm sorry if you thought I was doing anything bad to you. Shannon now apologizing to Tamara when it's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Tara is just getting in here and just ruling the roost. And anyway, Shannon's like, well, I just hope we can put it all aside, you know? And Tamara in a talking head's like, we're a family. She's like the little sister that I never wanted. <laughs> and we get a shot of them holding hands on the bed in Montana. Very symbolic and beautiful. Uh, now we open back up after commercial upbeat country music, seeing all of the beautiful land of Montana. It is night two. And now it is revealed that they are going to be camping overnight. That's where they're going to stay tonight, out in this big field. And Heather's like, shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And literally, you can see the house probably like 300 yards in the distance. They're all like, kind of like, oh my God, what? We're camping? And you guys, when I say camping, it is like glamping. Like, it is the nicest fucking. And like, the fact that they would even be worried, like, are you kidding me? I would give my left nut, which is like literally the bigger nut of the two nuts I have, to go camping in this field. Like, people pay top dollar to do this exact experience. So, you know, Shannon going, I'm not a camper and I never will be. And Taylor's like, I can camp anywhere. But camping to me is the Ritz Carlton, baby. It's so dumb. They've got this beautiful 
campfire that they're going to cook over. We have Kaylee, a private chef there, that is going to teach these women how to make the meal. And they're even bitching about that. And it's like, so everything is done for them. The fire is being made for them. We have like literally a drink station set up. Jen is making a Malibu rum and Diet Coke. We're going to have a pan-seared bison tenderloin with red wine. That's the fucking meal. And they're like, we're eating bison? Isn't that buffalo? Somebody offended Gina's like, Buffalo? Oh, Matt cheated on me with a bison. I can't eat it. Oh, it brings triggering memories back. Now, Taylor is helping prepare the fish, and it's just whole fishes, and they're putting lemon inside the skin. And Heather's like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. We're having some shiitake mushrooms cut up. We see asparagus. Heather's practicing her lassoing, and uh, she's lassoing Shannon Bedore. It's just, you know, fun little bits. They're putting asparagus on the fire. You guys, this is so glamping. The fact that, like, I just hope this was pretend that it was like, I mean, when, when you would want this experience. This experience is so magical. Like, you would want this experience every night of your life. And literally, Heather is there bitching about it with a champagne glass. Like, they literally have champagne, like, full-on glassware out in this. This is not, this is not hardcore camping, period. We're throwing the fish on the fire, and uh, Jen's like, I would prefer my fish without the head. And they're like, no, you kind of need the head. In fact, you know when the fish is done because the eye turns white. And they're like, oh, my God. Ugh. And Shannon's like, I got to go pee. I got to go pee. I got to I gotta take a moment. We're And then also, then we do cut. We see Tamara squatting right behind a tent. Either she's peeing or she's pooping, but we see her little emoji underwear over her knees. And Shannon's like, you're crazy, Tamara, the way you pee. I miss this. I miss our friendship. Remember all the years we've peed together? Now they're playing um, They're playing all these games. Uh, Heather DeBro is chopping wood. Gina's trying to chop wood. She's like, I can't do it. The axe is cheating on people. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. 
Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anywho, they're now the bison looks amazing. I'm telling you, this is a magical experience. And Taylor is talking to Jonah, who's a country singer, also working there. Like all of a sudden, a country singer popped up, and Taylor has his arm around him, like, "What? How are you doing, partner?" And he's like, "Well, I grew up in Billings, Montana, a couple hours away from here. Went to Bozeman." Uh, and Taylor's like, "Oh, I have family there. Uh, yeah, it's really and it's a." Like, I don't know. And it turns out this guy's 25 and Taylor's like, of course you are. Oh, I can be your mother. Kiss me. Kiss me right now, cowboy. Um, and then Taylor, uh, Heather is talking to Gina and Heather's like, did you just hear Taylor? And Gina's like, I can't believe it. He just said 25. And they're kind of like, she goes, I could be your mother. And he goes, no, definitely not my mother. So they're like just in awe of Taylor um, Taylor talking to this cowboy. <laughs> I don't know. It's a never before seen clip. It didn't actually make the show because frankly, it's not good. Um, so now we have this scene where Tamara is talking to Heather. Sorry. Tamara is talking to Taylor and saying, listen, Taylor, you know, when we were at that dinner, did we ever make fun of Heather DeBro's IMDb? And Taylor is kind of like, is this a trick question? I, I, I mean, I didn't, I mean, I, I think we were potentially being sarcastic about her, but we, you know, like Tamara is literally some, like one of those person that tries to believe their own lies. She's like, Taylor, I, you know, at that dinner, were we ever shit talking Heather DeBro? This is one of those times where I'm like, I want production to even be like shaking their head. Like, are you kidding me? And Gina's like, yeah, Tamara, you said the 1900s line and I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to bring that up because I, I care about my friend. And then, Tamara's like, go away, Gina. Just go away. You're inserting yourself where you don't belong. Which I think that is funny because Gina, like, Tamara's like, don't fuck up my game. You don't fuck up my game, Gina, or I will destroy you. And now all the ladies are, have gathered around and Heather is a part of this conversation. And she's like, listen, I just, I, I don't, it's, here's the thing. You know, Gina is telling me this stuff and I just, I don't know. I just don't know. And now it's like all kind of blowing back on Gina, which is just like Tamara must just be cracking up. It's it's just so fun. It's just so fun because Tamara is just winning right and left. 
And Tamara's like, I thought we were cool. I didn't know that you were trying to like stab me in the back, Gina. And Gina's like, I'm not trying to stab you in the back, Tamara. I was just trying to say something. And we cut to the other two of the ladies and they're like, I need a glass of wine. And then Jen brings up what they talked about today in terms of Tamara talking shit about her and Ryan. And she's like, why would you add fuel to the fire of all the rumors about me? You know, I'm so fucking confused, Tamara. I don't understand what you were talking about with these girls. And Tamara's like, well, I need you to be a little bit more clear with that. I don't understand. I don't have an issue with you. I don't. And, uh, and she's like, do you have an issue with me? No, I don't. Well, and there's like this, holy shit. And Tamara just, this is a professional shit stirrer. And Tamara's like, I think that I have built up resentment. And she's like, for what? Because when Ryan walked into the gym for the very first time, he looked at me and he said, I'm going to fuck her. I'm going to fuck her. And Jen is just like, just blank staring. And she's like, well, why have we not had this conversation? Well, because it's kind of disgusting, Tamara says. And my husband doesn't know. And you didn't want to hurt her, Taylor says. <laughs> so, and so I'm a shit sir for advising my friend Heather about bad things that you said, Gina says in a talking head. But this isn't being a bad friend to Jen. Gina doesn't even understand it. Like Gina is like, this is insane. Yeah, you're a real great friend outing, uh, outing everyone. And Tamara is just like trying to like get back in good graces. She's like, listen, it's just disgusting. I'm the one who went home. I went home and told Will about the affair with Ryan, Jen says. I was the one that did that. And Tamara is like going, oh, I saw you guys cheat in this car. And she's like, oh, you're saying my story doesn't add up? And then Tamara's like, he showed up to a parking lot and caught you two hooking up. And Jen's like, you are so wrong, Tamara. That's not even right. And Tamara's like, tell me where I'm wrong. And she's like, well, when we had the opening night for my business, Will left and Ryan had gone to dinner with some friends and we're seeing pictures of both of her ex and Ryan and Ryan left me a gift. And at this point, believe it or not, does not matter to me. I had never even held Ryan's hand. She did hold his dick. No, I'm joking. Um, and Gina's like, it's still really shitty. And Heather's like, the emotional affairs are worse. I think, I think it's very, it's a sensitive topic. And Jen's like, it is what it is, Gina. And that night I said, I'm done, but let me ask you this. If you feel something, a connection with someone, and you don't know, Shannon Bador says, if it's going to happen or not, you don't leave your family. She has five children. Why would she walk away from a marriage unless she knows she has a connection with him or not? Shannon is trying to explain this. She's like, I'm sorry. There, and then Gina's like, there should be no emotional connections if you're married. There shouldn't be. I'm not advocating for infidelity. And Shannon's like, but I understand your perspective, Jen. And Gina's like, you would walk away with a family of five. And Gina's like, you're in a car with another man. You walked away from your marriage. This is why I can't do this. And then Gina just stumbles off into the darkness. I really can't. And she just stumbles into the darkness. I can't do it. I can't. Gina probably is somewhere in Montana just still stumbling around going, I can't. I can't do it. Help. I can't do this. We cut to commercial. But it is the weirdest thing because Tamara once again got out of this and she first threw Gina like under the bus and Gina, everybody kind of turned on her. And then Jen comes up with a very like, you were literally shit talking about this situation and Tamara wins again. And now we're back on Jen potentially having infidelity and being a disgusting human being because of that. It's a wild turn of events. Tamara is an all-star. Like truly you cannot go up against Tamara, period. Like, I don't understand why people just go, nothing you say matters because you are so, such a liar. Anyways, 
Tamara's like, listen, Jen, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. And that's the other thing. Tamara will say, get away from the group. I'll pull you one-on-one. And Tamara's usual then playbook is to make up with like, you're misunderstanding. This is how it really is. I didn't say this. Heather now has gone tracked down Gina in the darkness of the woods. And Heather's like, okay, listen, you know, cause Gina was trying to call Travis FaceTime and Heather's like, put the phone down, put the fun phone down. And Gina's like, oh, I'm so messed up. I'm messed up. We cut to Shannon saying, I have to go pee. And Taylor is trying to take off Shannon's big gold Elvis belt off. And she's like, okay, we got to get this belt off you so you can pee. And Taylor is trying to explain how news travels fast in Orange County about things like cheating. Guys, it is a lot is happening right now. And Shannon's like, don't break my belt. And she's like, you're going to piss your pants if I don't get this belt off. Anyways, now we cut to Tamara and Jen. And Tamara's like, listen, I don't want you to be cheated on. I don't want him to cheat on you. I love you so much. This is Tamara's playbook. Like, listen, my main concern is you. We cut back to now Taylor Armstrong has taken a knife and cut Shannon's belt so she can go piss. And then Taylor's like, I'm going to come with you to pee. Like She's like, I want to see what's under the hood right there. You know what I'm saying? So now they're peeing in the dark. Another never-before-seen footage scene. Um, they're literally peeing right behind the tent. Like maybe don't pee right behind the tent. Like what if bears like have, like what if bears are attracted to like Shannon Bedore piss? Like you know what I'm saying? Like what if bears are like that's Shannon Bedore piss and it leads them right to Shannon Bedore's tent and in the middle of the night the bears like Aah! Anyways, they keep peeing and they're like how much how much pee is in there? Taylor is saying. We cut back to Tamara and going like I love you, but Jen's like if there is something you need to know, just ask me. And then. Tamara does bring up this this girl that Ryan sent a dick pic to. And Jen was like, no, he meant to send that dick pic to me. I was right next to him. I was right next to him. It was an accident. I was there when he did it, which this part doesn't make sense at all. And Tamara even goes, if you're together, why is he sending a dick pic to even you? And Tamara's like, I don't buy what Jen is saying. I think she is covering up for Ryan. And in this instance, I do agree with Tamara. It is one of the weirdest excuses for a dick pic that I've ever heard. And... You know, she goes, I even know what it says. It says, my limp D misses you. Like, my limp dick misses you. And it was a shot of his limp dick. And in a talking head, Jen goes, do I appreciate that she shows up in a friendship? Of course I do. Of course I do. But, you know, there's just nothing more to this story. And then Tamara cut back. She goes, honestly, Jen, I love you. And I'm glad that you're happy. And I want you to be happy. I want to move beyond this. I'm dying to move forward. And Jen goes, I want you and me to move forward. I do. I do. If you have an issue, I expect different from you, Tamara. And I want you to expect different from me. And Tamara's like, absolutely. Absolutely. And in the back of that, Tamara's just like, I did it again. I got out of this one. We cut to Heather and Gina. And Heather's like, listen, Gina, every time this happens, I don't think it's fair for you to unload on Travis about this. You cannot keep going to him as your sounding board for infidelity. You know, you have some work to do, Missy. And then she pops out like three bottles of Vouv Clicquot. No, Heather in a talking head goes, why is she still getting this upset over something that happened years ago? Maybe she's not quite over that relationship as she would think. And then in the scene, she goes, Travis is your boyfriend. He is not your therapist. She's like, I know, I know. And she's like, I'm worried that if Gina keeps talking about her ex and her triggers, that it is going to make Travis think that they are not as solid and it could rattle the foundation of that relationship. And then Heather goes, Travis cannot be that guy for you, Gina. And then we get a shot of a full moon and it says to be continued. You guys, that was this episode. What a great episode it was. Truly 
a magnificent Real Housewives of Orange County episode. We have a new one tonight, Wednesday night. Uh, make sure you tune back into So Bad It's Good All Week, Crappy Lake recaps. I'll tell you about my Real Housewives of New York premiere. Please pray for my sweat glands. If you like this podcast, please leave it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you like it even more, go sign up at patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. For five bucks a month, you can get over 350 episodes that have not been on this main feed. We talk about all kinds of crap over there. So I love you guys. Hope you're having the best week ever. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Betches.